Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. So if you haven't guessed, I'm bringing the word today. And uh, maybe some of you saw online and uh, Facebook, you know, and, and I usually, you know, it was funny because I usually, uh, I usually repost the messages, you know, or the messenger that like the, the, the post from now church. I hope you do as well too, because every time you repost helps us to reach more people. And so then they put a, a, a big uh, smiling face of me preaching. And then I'm like, do I repost me? That's kind of weird. But then I'm like, but I do have a word that I feel like I've got from, from God for you. So I did repost it, but I'm not that guy that self-promotes. I feel so weird doing it, right? Like, yeah, come hear me. Like, heart. I mean, you know, it's just, it's different. But anyway, so, uh, but we're going to get into this. And I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just excited about this because really this was a message that uh, this last week, Pastor Richard, of course, he, he kicked off this series and, uh, and we were talking on the phone, and it was just a conversation, and we just hit on something, and we're like back and forth, like rapid fire, and this, and this, and this, and, I'm, and then he's like, I think we just birthed your message. I'm like, yeah, cool, because honestly, I, I don't like the pressure of praying, you know, Saturday night to get the message for Sunday because it hasn't come. I like to, like God speaking the whole week, and, and then I hear, I'm hearing him. And so sometimes it's good. So realize that's how it happens. That's how Pastor Richard gets a lot of his messages. He's having conversations maybe with you, and you have no idea that the radar is on, and he is pulling. And so he may, you may hear something that, that inspired him. But anyway, but here you go. Uh, so today we're going to continue on building a legacy. And, uh, and as we continue with this theme, today I want to talk about the framework of faith. For those of you that have your notes and all that stuff, uh, I'm going to move along fairly quickly, and, uh, and hopefully you're going to get some good stuff out of this, all right? So let me just read the first couple verses for you here. Genesis 12, verse 1 through 3. The Lord had said to Abram, who would be Abraham, leave your native country, your relatives, your father's family, and go to a land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families of the earth will be blessed by you. That's a huge promise. Going on, it says in, in the New Testament, it refers back to Abraham as the father of faith and how that faith looked and, and, and the whole story behind it. Hebrews 11, verse 8 through 10, it says, It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as an inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. And even when he reached the land, God promised him, he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. Let's pray. Father, I ask you, Lord, that you would anoint me by your spirit, 
And Lord, I pray that you would tailor make every single word that I say, tailor make it to hit directly into a situation in everyone's life here in this room. May everyone walk away with something that affected them, inspired them, changed them, or even changed the circumstances. Lord, I just want to equip. Help me to equip, Lord, right now, and help us all to receive. Help us to hear. May our eyes be open to see. May our ears be open to hear. May our hearts be ready to receive everything that you're saying today in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so as I said, last week, Pastor Richard started. He kicked off this whole series, Building a Legacy, and he cast the vision for 2020. And there were so many things that he shared, and if you missed it last week, it's, it's vital that you go back, you look online, and then you watch that this last week because he shared a lot of stuff that was up and coming. But he also felt, he spoke about feeling that this year was a year of manifestation of long-held dreams and purposes, right? Now, I got one person said, come on, I hope all of you in your spirit are thinking, that's a powerful word. How many of you have some things that are long-held, maybe been on the shelf, and you've been believing, and you haven't seen them yet? but you're not letting them go and you're believing. And here's the thing that we've been doing as a church. We've been preparing and, and through the years we've been here and we've been building over the time. But I tell you this building, you know, last Monday, can I see that That last Monday, last Monday, I got a call from pastor Richard, pastor Gail. And, and, you know, Mondays are our Mondays off. So he's like, oh, I apologize. I don't want to interfere with your day off. I'm, and, and, he, and he shares, we close on the loan. Like, interfere? That's awesome. We're celebrating on the phone and all that. We closed on the loan. Moving forward. So now we just keep praying, keep praying this thing all the way through permitting. Like all the way through permitting, get it done. But the point is, here is one thing that we're all celebrating together of dreams and purposes that have been held and now they're manifesting, they're releasing now. That's exciting. And so realize that we're in, the, we're in a season of legacy. We are in the season of legacy. Legacy, as we shared this last week, legacy is something handed down by a predecessor, a generational inheritance. And I think that's an amazing Things. So as we're talking about it, um, I wanted to bring out some aspects of faith, how faith works. Sometimes how faith we think works and it doesn't work. We picked up some kind of squirrely ideas along the way. Have you done that before? And, and like, you know, you're exercising things that you think are, are, are faith stands in, in God. I just wonder what's going on in his mind when he hears some of our prayers. Yeah. Definitely pray, but sometimes when we're praying stuff, God must be like, what? Who, t- who told you that? <laughs> you know? Okay, well, I-, I appreciate your enthusiasm, son, but uh, just, just bear with me as I walk you through this a little bit, and then you will see that my answer is better than what you're asking, <laughs> right? And so some of the things that happen in faith are like this. So as we read about Abraham, we're going to read about this thought. Faith walks. Faith walks. Faith walks. Now, you have one verse, I think. Was it like one verse? Maybe a couple verses in the whole Bible that says, stand and see the salvation of the Lord. But that one verse was a very particular verse for a very particular time. And you may have that very particular time in your life. But most of the time, faith is moving. 
Okay. Tough crowd. Here we go. Okay, so uh, come on, first crowd. You got to warm it up for a second. Okay, so uh, Abraham, Abraham didn't know his exact destination, right? But God incrementally revealed his purpose to him. He walked the direction God gave him. I had a breakfast with somebody just a short time ago. Uh, it was with uh, it was Gary, our, our head usher. Actually, we have Gary's younger brother, Gary, today. He shaved, and he looks like a baby brother now. So I'm, I'm calling him out on that one. <laughs> so Gary's younger brother is head usher today. But I was talking to his older brother yesterday or the day before. And, uh, and he says, someone gave him this great analogy. And I thought it was just, you know, it was just genius, simple and genius. He said, uh, faith is this. You need to be doing this. This is walking. Pick up your fingers, do this. See, just make sure that you get this. Faith is doing this. Okay. And he says, and if you're walking, and if you, and if you end up over here, and it might not be the, like, you know, the perfect will of God, you know, he's faithful to pick you up and put you back on track. But he says, you need to just keep walking. And I love that. I love that. That's such a great analogy for people that are getting stuck sometimes and they're waiting for something to happen. All you need to do now is tell them, hey, remember? That's you. You. Right? Right? That's the reality of it. Keep walking. Interestingly, see, Abram's father, if you read the, the very, first, very first part of the story where you're, where you're introduced to Abram, at the end of the chapter, before God's speaking to Abraham, you go back and you see how God was dealing with his father. And his father was previously set out from their homeland and was walking towards, taking his family towards Canaan, the very land that God was going to bring Abraham to. He, he took his family, but something happened. We don't know what, but he settled. He settled and stayed. And then God spoke to Abraham, Abram, and revealed his purpose and what did he do? He's walking. He's walking. This is going to be a trip for people that are listening to this on the podcast. They're like, what am I missing? What is that? Why is everyone laughing? Okay, you're taking your fingers and you're walking like this. You know, just, okay, anyway. All right. Ask somebody who is here. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> so here's the deal. Here's the next point that I want to bring up about faith. Faith has a framework. It's the title of the message. Faith has a framework. And, uh, and I'm going to read here with you Hebrews 11, verse 3. Amplified version says this. By faith, that is with an inherent trust and enduring confidence in the power, wisdom, and goodness of God. Wow, that was a mouthful. By that kind of faith, we understand that the worlds, the universe, and ages. i got to stop in the middle of this verse. We understand that the worlds, not just trees and birds and bunnies, we're talking about the world and the ages, the generations, the, the centuries that have come and that have passed, every different group. We're talking about baby boomer era. We're talking about Gen X. Whoop, whoop. We're talking about all the other, you know, Gen Z and the rest. And the, every generation was framed by the word of God. They were framed and created and, listen, formed put in order and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God so that what is seen is not made with those things which are visible. Meaning when you look around and you see things, you realize that they were framed with something that was invisible, something that was there before, which is God. And this is vital that we realize this because faith 
sees that everything is framed by God. Everything framed by God. Hey, Sam, what you playing? You playing me? <laughs> okay. We've got a guy up here just playing me back, and it's just confusing me. Like, I'm hearing myself, but I'm not in the same time. Okay. All right. Mute that, Sam. Come on, brother. Okay. He's a good guy. I like Sam. Do I love you, Sam? I love you, Sam. Right? You love me back? He's just shaking his head. That's cool. Okay. So framework, the framework of faith. So, so listen to this. Framework determines the finished product. Do you believe that? It finishes the, the it, it frames the finished product. So I want to see, I want you to see something, a video, just an illustration. And I'm just going to play this as, as we're talking here. But this is in New York. It is the World Trade Center being rebuilt. If you can see that, I'm just going to keep walking around so you can see. You're seeing a lot of time is spent in the foundation. Realize if you're going to build something big, you're going to spend time on the foundation. The foundation, people don't see. It's just dirt. It's moving around. Shout out to Greg Mann. Foundation, foundation, foundation. It's a lot of work spent building a, a footprint for what will be. Okay? Just taking time, taking time. Chris Farley is another one that sees a lot of this kind of foundational stuff, right? Foundation. But suddenly, then you see the frame go up. Look how fast this is going. It must have been to New Yorkers watching this like, wow, suddenly. We look forever. Aren't you building this thing? And then suddenly, pew, it starts skyrocketing up. But the framework is also determining the structure of the building. The point being is if you determined already in architecture, shout out to John, John Donahue, John, John Gresser here in this room. Anyway, so here's the thing. As they're designing something, they build a framework. That framework is determining the, the finished product. But it's already predetermined. We can't get to a point and say, well, I would rather have a round building. Can you change it to a round building? No. Where have you been? No, it's, this is what God is doing in this. He has a plan in mind. And so this keeps on moving and they're even getting up to the finished product. And as they're finishing, listen to this. God framed everything. We already read that. When you frame something, you already know the finished product in mind. God is the author and the finisher of our faith. We think some things that we're praying for that, 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 that God is going to create just for us because we prayed it in and, and he thought, that's a good idea. I'll create it. No. You were inspired already to pray for something that God already framed. That blew my mind when I was thinking of this. And, and this is some of the stuff that was really stirring in me even when uh, Pastor Tristan Kennedy was preaching up a storm on Wednesday and just inspiring me so much. But the reality of it is our faith, our confidence in God. Do you see our faith? Our faith and confidence, full confidence in God is like, God has already done this. He's just revealing parts to me. And I'm helping to pray it in. But he already worked it out. So all I'm doing is saying, God, as it is in heaven, may it be on the earth. I'm not creating it. He's just revealing it. Anyway, okay, as we go on. So we're not talking today about the framework. We're not talking about limitations, but there are parameters. Understand that. Because if God already thought, I want this, I, I want this. I want it to be a rectangular building. I want it to be 100 stories high. Well, that's what we're praying for. When we hear the will of God, we can pray for a rectangular building 100 stories high. Amen? 
And that is already framed and fit and, and orchestrated in God. And that's what we're praying in. So here's a thought. And, and here's, here's the thing. Abraham didn't know where he was going when he first got that call, right? So he had to have some things changed or adjusted along the way to his view of what was going to happen, right? And so here's the thing. He goes out, and there are times in Abraham's life where God has to show him the framework. He has to bring back the blueprint and say, hey, this is actually what I'm doing for you. One of the times is when he goes out and he, he has him step up on this high, like, precipice area, and he's, he's, he's standing up high, and he said, okay, Abraham, look. As far as you can see, to the north, the south, the east, the west. I did that right. (laughs) Look as far as you can see. I've given you, Abraham, and your descendants all that land. That's your framework. Oh, that's what I'm believing for. Thank you. That's way better than I thought because I've been hanging out in tents and I didn't know. But you know what? I do have an issue because you said to me and my descendants and I, I don't have a descendant. So that's a big deal. Like, how is this going to happen? Okay, it's nighttime. Come on out, Abram. Look at the stars in the sky. Can you count them? No. Okay, that many is what I'm going to bless you with. That many, if you can count them, that's how many. And he's looking at this sky full of stars. And then he gets in his spirit, oh, that big, that many. That's the framework of God. Isn't it wild how we get, we get kind of stuck sometimes because we built a framework in our mind and it was far less than what God had intended. So Abraham, he received and he started this whole journey was something I'm going to refer to as a legacy word. A legacy word, listen, there's differences between when you hear a word that's a, it's a good prophetic word, but it's specifically for you and you know it's for you and it's for your lifetime. You know, I'm going to bless your business. Okay, I'm going to thank you for that. I needed my business blessed. Now I've got a word to believe that he's going to bless my business. All right. But then sometimes he gives you a legacy word that is beyond you. It's to you and beyond you. All right. And so in light of this, this is how God started Abraham's journey with, with a legacy word. He said this. The first word God gave Abraham was go. Remember, go. Go. I will bless and multiply you. And through you, say through. Through, through you, I will bless all nations. So we've got to recognize and receive a legacy word. It's not just a nice, hey, that was nice. No, we have to recognize it and receive it by faith. We've got to pull it in and we've got to walk it out. It's a living word and we've got to know how to participate in it. So see, here's the deal. God doesn't, God doesn't talk like us. Do you realize that? He doesn't talk like us. PTK, can you come up here on the stage real quick? I'm surprising him. I had an illustration. He has no idea. Okay. He doesn't talk like us. We, we, we are out, we're, you know, out shopping, hanging out. We, we come up and we see each other. Hey, TK, what's up? Good to see you, man. That's awesome. How are you? Good, how are you? Oh, doing good, doing good. Your family's good? Great, thank yeah. you. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, fantastic, that's great. Okay, that was a conversation. Okay, <laughs> we'll go deeper because we know each other. But, I mean, like, it's very, you know, you know, to me, to you, to me, to you, to me, to you, back and forth, right? We're just relaying back and forth like a tennis match, okay? 
But here's how God speaks. Are you ready? I'm going to have to have you stand here with back to everybody. Here's how God speaks. He speaks to you. He says, Tristan Kennedy, I have chosen you before the foundations of the earth. I have a blessing for you. On your seed and on your seed's seed, I speak to them. They're chosen by me. I will never forsake you. I will never forsake you. I'll never forsake you. I'll never forsake you. You see that? I'm bringing you into a calling, and you're going to carry this calling out, and you're going to carry this calling out, and you're going to carry this calling out. You're going to blessing even to a thousand generations. And see how powerful that this is, that God is investing it in this man. But here's what's awesome. When God speaks, he speaks to you, and he speaks through you. Isn't that awesome? Thank you. He speaks to you, and he speaks through you. So think about this. When God was speaking to Abraham, these promises, he spoke right through him, to him, through him, and he saw you. That's when we see the, the, the promises of we are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And what we're literally seeing is God looked at Abraham, but he looked at you. He looked at you. I'm getting everyone's eyeballs right now. He looked at you when he said it. Isn't that amazing? That's a generational, a legacy word. When God speaks legacy, he's not just speaking to this generation. He's speaking for what will be. Think about it when Jesus taught to his disciples and you read it in your, your Bible and you hear a verse like, like, like Jesus talking to, to uh, uh, Peter, who was Simon at first, and, and he's telling all the, the, the disciples, hey, who do people say that I am? You know, that question is not just to the disciples. Because if you've ever read that and it hit you, yeah, who do I say that he is? Because that's vital. Who do I say that Jesus is? And then he says, well, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. Blessed are you, Simon, son of John. Because flesh and blood, people didn't give you that idea. God, the Father, gave you that idea. Upon that personal revelation, I'll build my church. And the gates of hell won't prevail against it. And we say in this season, in this era, in this generation, we say, yes, the gates of hell will not prevail. Why do you have that revelation? Because Jesus spoke to Simon. He spoke right through him. And he spoke to you. He was speaking to you. Mm, 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 mm. And it's all about how we respond. How we respond. The fulfillment doesn't end with you. It's generational. That's why it's so vital that we respond appropriately. That's why, PTK, that's why your yes helps generations. Because you help to break it open. You help to receive it so that, that word doesn't have to skip you. You helped open the door so previous or, or uh, future generations already have a yes to start with. Oh, <laughs> that's enough right there. Great message, let's end it. Okay, I can't, I've got more. Okay so, uh, okay, so legacy word also frames a prosperous personal life. What I mean is sometimes the legacy things are, yes, they're beyond you and it's for another generation, but if you connect with it, it also blesses you. 
I started to write about uh, personal word versus collective word, and I felt checked because, I mean, I had it in the notes, and then I, as soon as I wrote it out, I felt checked because I felt like God was, was dealing with me about there shouldn't be a versus between your personal and the collective word for the church. You see? We have a word here for this church even moving towards the legacy building. We believe it with all of our hearts. We believe we're moving for something that's going to bless our kids and our kids' kids and may even be a springboard to another auditorium that they will build or we will build. I don't know how long it's going to take. Love to be a part of it. That'd be cool. Why not? But here's the deal. If you're looking at it as like, okay, that's cool for the church, but what about my vision? Okay, well, if we've, if we've got conflict, if we have verses, uh, verses, verses, I'm talking about not verses in the Bible, but verses. If there's conflict between what you feel God is calling you personally and you feel a conflict with what God is calling us corporately, something is off. Because they should complement each other. Amen? They should complement. It's not either or, it's both and. And this is exactly what happened with Abraham seeing the blessing of God. He saw that as he connected with, and he got on board with what God was building, then God just blessed his socks off. And, and so you see, like, the, the balance of it is he wasn't just kind of waiting in his tent. Well, God gave me this word. He's going to bless me. I'm just waiting for him to show up and drop that money on my... My doorstep, it wasn't a doorstep, it was a tent. On my tent step, I don't know what you call it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm waiting for God to show. He gave me a promise and I'm just waiting for him. I'm not going to stress about it. I'm just waiting for him to show. Oh, he's not showing up. Well, guess God, you, you, I know you shouldn't fail me, but uh, you know, this really looks like you're failing me. <laughs> and look, there's so many promises about the Lord blessing the work of your hands. Everything you put your hands to do prospers. You're walking. You're walking. You're walking. So think about this. Abraham, he didn't ignore his stewardship of his personal life. While he carried this generational word, while he carried this word, this legacy word, he also was a good steward with his own personal life. And they connected together. They blessed. There was a place where there was an overflow into his life. Check this out. He lived such a prosperous life. He engaged in commerce. He operated in stocks, like stock, like, you know, sheeps and lambs and camels and that kind of stock. And, and he also had to manage a budget, a very large budget, by the way. That's practical stuff, right? And on top of that, he had so many employees they were an army of employees. And I'm talking about literal army of employees because when Lot got in trouble and there were five kings and their armies that came against that nation where Lot was living at at the time and took them away, uh, uh, Abraham got together his employees and went after and defeated five kings' armies. That's a serious staff. Isn't that awesome? So let me just say it this way. You know, he was so blessed and so, so abundant. Let me just say it this way. Abram was balling, people. I'm telling you, he had, he, this dude was blessed upon blessed. And he was carrying the generational word on his shoulder in his spirit the whole time. He didn't say, oh, 
put down church. I'm going to go over here and get my, because if I don't take care of my own business, who would? So I'm going to just get over here and work my thing. And, oh, Sunday's up. Okay, now I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. Okay, I'm going to go out over here. It's not verses. It's together. Amen. Okay, 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 okay. So realize when you're doing this, and even when you're building and seeing this framework in your own life, don't be stuck by the framework because realize that God can always do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. So just start walking and see what God does. And see what God does. I love that. Okay. Okay. Next one. Do not settle for less than God's best. Do not settle for less than God's best. Single people, do not settle for less than God's best. But even in your career or calling, could be some of you, this is your word for this real estate season. You believe God's going to bring you into a house. Other people are saying, oh, the real estate market. Oh, oh, you know what? You got God. Do not settle for less than God's best. Hebrews 11, going back to that that we just started with, that same verse. When Abraham arrived in the promised land, he and his sons, generational, determined by faith to live in tents. By faith, they lived in tents because they were looking with legacy faith. They were looking for a city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. They didn't start laying their foundations. They didn't say, okay, we've arrived. This is how far we're going to go. They kept feeling like this is bigger than us. This is bigger than us. It's bigger than us. Well, why don't we just settle right here? It's pretty fertile ground right here. Look at everyone's happy with us. Why don't we just settle here? And then God would deal with them about, okay, move. All right, that's cool. I'm going to move with God. Why? Because the foundation's in him, not what I'm going to settle for. Isn't it interesting? Like, again, if we were to start doing something and just base it on our own understanding, on our own perception on what we feel like we should do, then, then we would miss it. Bring into this next point here. Last point I have up on the screen. Live by legacy faith. Not live, listen, live by faith. But there are times where it's legacy faith. It's time where what you're believing for doesn't stop with you. What you're believing for is bigger than you can ever see and realize. It's going to be greater, whatever you're believing for. Because I want to go back into that same verse. They didn't lay their own foundations based on the limits of their own personal desires and needs. Because they could have, right? They could have built their life saying, well, this is what I like. So this is as big as my foundation is. But when God wanted to build something bigger, now he's limited with your limited foundation. It's not just about you. It's about so much more. Do you see that? So much more. They were looking at the blueprints. It's it's interesting. This verse also says in a different translation, it says, they were looking for a city with foundations whose, listen, whose architect and builder is God. Who drew up the blueprints? God. And they weren't settling. Imagine all the places they could have come up and said, you know, that's a nice city. If we're just to take our army and overtake that, I mean, that would be pretty nice. It'd be better than the tents that we're living in. But God's like, that's too small. (laughs) I've got something way better than that. And so they're looking for that thing. 
And then it says they, they were looking for the blueprints. They were also determining that they were going to partner with the master builder on his project. Do you see that? That's why you have to get behind whatever God is saying about a legacy. And I'm not just even saying this just about the legacy building. I'm saying whatever God is speaking, that is a big thing that we collectively are doing as a church. That when you get behind it, I don't know how many times I've done this, where we would have an offering come up and Pastor Richard, Pastor Gail, somebody would share about, we're going to answer this need. You know, and we need you to step up and to be able to do this. Help us pray, help us. Do you know how many times I've been sitting over here and I'm like, oh man, I've got to get in on this. I've got to align myself with this because this is bigger than my life. It's bigger than what I can accomplish on my own. I've got to get in this current and this flow of something bigger than me because I know if I do that, Ooh, the overflow starts coming back in my personal life. Like, yeah, that's right. Come on. I want to be balling like Abram. I want to see I'm going to be in faith, but I know that he's going to bless me personally. Generosity is the bridge to change, we've said so many times before. And it's so true. So I want to end with this thought here. It's this. Generational words. This is how God started with Abram. But think about where you might be right now in the room. It all starts with the foundation and no other foundation except Jesus. There's another generational word that was given by Peter the first day of the, the beginning of the church in the book of Acts. He stepped up and he preached a fiery message about it was Jesus who you crucified. It was Jesus and he is the Christ don't make any bones about it. He's the one we've all been waiting for. And he was speaking with fire and passion. So much so that the people cried out, brothers, what must we do? They realized the urgency. And then he said this powerful statement, a legacy, generational, prophetic word. He says, this is what you need to do. You need to repent, which means just turn your direction. Repent. Turn. Just look to Jesus. Receive him as your Savior. You'll be forgiven of your sins. He said, if you do this, you're going to receive the promise. And he said, this promise is to you, to your children, to any generationally coming as far as as you can see, as many as the Lord will call. When Peter spoke that message that day, he was speaking to that crowd, but he spoke right to you. And some of you heard that message already, and you've come and you have had your experience and come into a relationship with Jesus. And some of you, this word is fresh to you today, is just as fresh as it was spoken that day by Peter. Brothers, what must we do? Accept Jesus as the Christ. Repent. Yeah, turn, man, because if, if what you've been doing isn't working, man, you need to turn. But this promise is to you. It's just as real as it was in Pentecost, just as real that day. It's just as real today to receive the fullness of God in his spirit. Isn't that awesome? So right now, I just want you to just to close your eyes just as a point so that nothing else is distracting you but I want you right now if this word is right to you if you feel like 
just what I preached about. You feel like God spoke and he went right through the generations and he hit your heart. He's speaking to you. You see him looking in your face and you see him saying, this promise is to you. I know there's more, but I know he's promised it and I know I can receive it. If I just respond, if I just receive and respond, receive and respond. So this is you right here in the room. I want you to lift your hands because I want to pray for you. If this is you right now. Yep. Good. I see you. Good, good, good. Keep your hands up because God's speaking to you. Like I said, I believe the spirit of God was going to tailor make it to some of you. Some of you, God's just been dealing with you about having generational faith. And you're like, oh man, yeah, that's right. My faith has been a little bit short. I need to see generationally. If that's you, I want you to receive something fresh and new. And if you're watching online, you can respond right where you are just by something, a lifting of the hand or something where you're saying, yes, I receive. And let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for this moment. And Lord, we see you. I just want you to even see that. Even closing your eyes, seeing that Jesus is speaking to you face to face. And he's calling you to come into the fullness of all that he has for you. Relationship with him first. And then a walking relationship, a journey. And to those of you that are believing for a generational breakthrough, Something that is bigger than you. Something that is bigger than you. Wow, something that's bigger than you. I still feel that thing working. Some of you have really been kind of running away. It's like God has spoken some things and it's been so big, it's been intimidating. And you ran away from it, but you didn't think you were running away. You just kind of, you, just, you diverted your attention to other things because it was easier to do short-term things than it was to believe for long-term things. It felt like, man, the price could be pretty high. I don't know if I can pay that. Man, God's speaking. He's saying, you know, if you, if you will allow him by his spirit, he will help you to walk this out. And just remember, it's one step at a time, brother, sister. It's one step at a time. It's just one step at a time. Don't have to eat it all in one bite. It's one step at a time. And Lord, right now, we just receive everything that you want for us right now. The promise of being filled with the Holy Spirit, the promise of being empowered by your spirit, the promise of restoration of relationship with you, Lord, the promise of having every sin and failure wiped away. And Lord, the promise of living empowered by you generationally. And we thank you, Father, for today. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's celebrate God and what he's doing in this time. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you.